Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of Kayfabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, and I am joined, as always, by the KG cast. Lush, cast, how you doing, bro? Hey, now, I am doing fantastic. I can't wait for this show, man. How's it going? Yeah, dude, I'm pretty excited as well. Uh, we're going to be covering the WWE Royal Rumble 2010 versus WWF Royal Rumble 1990. And I am a big fan of this 1990 Royal Rumble. It was surprisingly better than I expected. And honestly, I really enjoyed the 2010 one. I mean, just just the overview here. What were you thinking about it? Oh, dude. Royal Rumble might be my favorite pay-per-view. The Royal Rumble match itself is just so fun. I mean, it's the perfect match to show somebody who's not into wrestling. Um, I recommend showing them WrestleMania – sorry, Royal Rumble – 95 is a super one or maybe even royal rumble 96 who knows probably gonna hook them well but, speaking uh, uh speaking of royal rumble 95 did you get any uh, did you get any good feedback on last week's episode no you didn't cast because you forgot to upload the episode everybody boo cast right now just boo him in your car boo you, him loudly you son of a but hey, it's a double episode. It's it's like it's pretty much Royal Rumble Mania. We also touched on the NXT uh, Cardiff uh, Takeover Two, and that was a phenomenal show. I'm really stoked for you guys, dude. This Thursday is a banger for you guys because you're getting two shows back to back. Just so much kayfabe content that'll carry you probably all the way through the weekend and all the way through this Royal Rumble season. Whoo! But yeah, man, let's jump right into it here. It's 2010 versus 1990 Royal Rumble, and I think we're kicking it off with 2010. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right, cool. that's it. They have one more match, so it starts yeah. with 2010, baby. All right, cool. Yeah, let's uh, so let's let's talk about this open here. This kind of like a movie narrator open, like in a, in a world where blah blah blah. You know, it was like mm-hmm. one of that guy, that actual mo- classic movie voice was the narrator. Yeah, I didn't it was hate really it. Dramatic. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it actually worked out well. Uh, production value is just obviously awesome. I really enjoyed it. Uh, any other notes on the on the open that you caught your eye? Or? No, not really, man. It was, you know, yeah, that's what was, they were doing then, and it was what it was. And it was wasn't my favorite. It was. Wasn't my favorite, but uh, wasn't bad. Yeah. Speaking of things that weren't your favorite, wasn't really bad. Uh, this first match here is going to be Perfect. Christian versus Ezekiel Jackson for the WWECW Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, this was a great time for Christian as like a snarky heel, uh, kind of smarmy, if you will. Uh, and honestly, dude, Christian may be one of the most underrated, like in-ring workers in the past 20 years. Uh, he did a really good job of carrying Ezekiel Jackson, who is really clunky at this point in time. Um, it made him look, it just made him look smooth, um, and really strong. I thought it was a really solid opener. It was a good pace and the crowd was definitely into it. It probably went a little too long. Uh, but overall, I did enjoy it. Christian hits the kill switch kind of out of nowhere at the right moment, and that was the finish. So I really enjoyed the finish too. Made mm-hmm. sense to me that he got that, you know, got his kill switch right there on a uh, much bigger opponent. I gave the match two and a half stars, solid C plus, possibly even a B minus at best for me. What did you think about the Christian versus Ezekiel Jackson match? Yeah, man, I forgot about Ezekiel Jackson uh, before I watched the match, and you know what? Honestly, right, I've already forgotten about him again. So he's pretty forgettable. <laughs> Um, man, this is for the ECW championship. Were you, did you ever watch ECW? I, I, I did, I did, man. I it did. sucked. So, I did. So at the time there was already Hulu, but it was just like a website. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
like it wasn't a streaming. I mean, it was. I mean, I guess it was a streaming service. It but, was like, free. Yeah, it was free. It used to be free. Yeah, Dude, I, I watched to... like all of Lost, like the show Lost. I watched yeah. like all. I think I was already. It was only like four or five seasons deep. But I was like, wait, you can just watch everything for free? Like, And there weren't commercials like, at the time either? Yeah, yeah I was like, dude, I was all about Hulu. Yeah, um, I remember the time I logged in and they were like asking for like money and shit. I was like, oh, man. Oh, this no. It had finally happened. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, actually, I still have Hulu. I still love it. But anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, man. So I did I have watch and Gasser's Hulu. Hulu, so it's going pretty oh, well. There you go. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways, oh yeah, baby. You didn't really, you didn't really watch it, WWE, ECW at all, or? You love when you lose your. Sp- no, I didn't, man. I, I watched like every now and then, and then you go back and you watch some of the documentaries, and they like really touch on it and show how bad it sucked. I was not a fan, man. I watched like I liked the whole, which we'll get into another time. We yeah, we did do it. We've already done a show on it when they did the one night only. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Yeah, 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 but that's a little different, man. That's yeah, like that's more. That's you really watch legit. like the EWWECW brand. No, like CM Punk on it. I really didn't yeah. watch that. Most of my knowledge on it is what I've learned from from documentaries. It wasn't bad, man. It really wasn't bad. It just never got a fair shake. A couple episodes were bad, and the, and like so. Okay, it was very uh like like Nitro in like '99, where like the undercard guys were killing it, like having pretty good matches. Uh, but the main stories they were trying to tell were pretty garbage. Um, yeah. But yeah, man. Speaking of things that were kind of kind of silly and not necessarily garbage, but just silly in general. Uh, the open over here in 1990 is uh, Vince kind of narrating the open, listing some pretty awesome legends. And, and I mean, this Royal Rumble match will be completely jam packed with straight legends, like so many Hall of Famers. Right. Uh, significantly better lineup than 95. Um, but yeah, old baby Tony Schiavone. And Jesse the Body Ventura on the call, which was kind of weird too. Like I don't ever remember Tony like calling a pay per view. I think he only called maybe this one. Or... I think it was this one. I think, I think they... he actually called this one and Survivor Series '89. So it was like th- these two were back to back, and that right. was it. I think it was just these two. Um, but yeah, man, the first match here is the Fabulous Rougeos versus well, the Bushwhackers. Hold on, because there was a funny thing, I, man, on that opening. So you got Vince, man. That's Vince McMahon. Royal Rumble. 1990, the ultimate warrior, oh, yeah. Earthquake, Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, and Red Rooster. Like, what? Yeah, you just oh, yeah. Up all these but he got a pop, dude. Did you, you see when he actually, he got a pop when he came out, though. Did you yeah. notice that? Yeah, I was like, dude, maybe. just loved everything in 1990. Um, yeah, oh, dude, that's one thing I'll touch on time and time again in my notes, how much yeah. the crowd loved. They were, this was the hottest crowd, I think. For any pay-per-view. Yeah. And, you know, they talk about Canadian Stampede being the hottest crowd. That's the hottest crowd because it's like they're losing their mind, Canadian Stampede. But this is the hottest crowd, hottest crowd in a different aspect because this is the hottest crowd from start to finish. No matter how boring these – every match is almost 20 minutes long. Yeah. Dude, they're hot the whole time. Whole they time. are yeah. loving everything, dude. Yeah. You could have literally brought out Joe Schmo versus Bill Schmo, and they're going to – they were digging it. They were going at it. But, yeah, yeah. dude, Rougeau's with Jimmy Hart, Bushwhackers, man. Um, and, dude, so this was – the funny thing was is I, – and I have no idea. I never watched – I didn't watch – I wasn't – I was one year old. Um, it was – they were – they changed that they were – the Rougeau's, who obviously are, are, are Canadian, French-Canadian, but 
in this aspect, they're with Jimmy Hart. So now they're they've transferred to Memphis. So they even are announced from Memphis, Tennessee, and then they're the fabulous Rougeau brothers, which is just so Southern wrestling wrapped in oh, it. Oh yeah. Such a funny like haha like um you and know they're wink. like the All American Boys or something like right. that. It's like just, their theme song. Yeah, just to get heat. Just a wink and a nod, you know. The fabulous Rougeau brothers, the fabulous yeah. Freebirds. There's a little bit of um. The Midnight Express, the you know the the Rock and Roll Express tied in. It's just they're kind of joking about a Southern wrestling. I thought that was hilarious. I've never seen. I know about the Rougeau brothers. I never have seen them out like this. I never saw them as as the fabulous Rougeau brothers. So I thought yeah. that was great, dude. Um, high to the Bushwhackers' career probably yeah. right here at the World Rumble '99. Yeah. I mean, they were very very over. Um, you know, yeah. later on, you see them in like Royal Rumbles, like 95, where they're jokes. They're they're straight gimmicks. Yeah. They're pretty yeah. much worse than the Repo Man. They come in, they come out of the Rumble. They, they have no role whatsoever. They're literally like chumps. Here, the crowd literally loved them as it sounded like Hulk Hogan was out. And I'm not exaggerating. If you want to see the height of the Bushwhackers, watch Royal Rumble 1990. This is crazy, dude. Um, it's just so... And it's silly. You have they're still silly. They're the exact same. So the match is kind of silly. The match isn't isn't that great. The match kind of yeah. sucked because the Bushwhackers were still the Bushwhackers. They it's weren't. a pure Gaga match, straight yeah, up. Yeah, straight up, dude. Jesse had a funny comment when he said, um, "Man, I didn't even write. I don't even know what my note says. So sorry, guys. Just see, I'm not even gonna. You know what? Let's just move on." Jesse <laughs> said something funny, guys. Ha 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 ha. What does that mean? I can't. I'd have to take time to ribble, r- read my scramble, but yeah. supposedly he said something funny, man. Um, I was really hoping this uh, match would be short, dude, but it yeah. was not, dude. It was not short. I agree. Um, and and this that really hurt it, honestly. Like yeah, if it would have been a short match, I probably would have graded it really high because the crowd was hot and like, you know, for a guy hey, match. The, the Rujos were like wrestling really like straight and like classic tactics for tag yeah. teams, but it just didn't mesh well, dude. Way too long. Don't know who booked it, but the crowd didn't hate it, so it's kind of weird. Well, um, you know. I'm well, you know. Um, <laughs> way too boring for me, man. Uh, the hot tog, the hot tog, the hot tag for Butch. Jesus, dude. Crowd going wild. Um, Bushwhackers win, which is incredible. And they had a damn Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, glass shattering pop when the Bushwhackers won here. I'm I'm flabbergasted. They almost yeah. went 20 minutes. I believe it went like 18 and some change. Wow. I gave it a D plus just because of how incredible the crowd was into this. Yeah. Was into this match, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of right there with you, honestly. Uh, I mean, this is uh, again, like, yeah, this this match is like it's 1990. You know what I mean? I don't know how else to say it, but like the crowd was just really hot. Uh, and if you're going to have a Gaga match at this point in time, like, this is a good spot for it. Uh, but, yeah, that being said, the match was definitely too long. It did feel like it just went on forever. Uh, but, again, the crowd was into it, and the, and the comedy spots were funny. It was nostalgic for me. So, uh, and you know, and, when the, and you're absolutely right, dude. When, when the Bushwhackers, like, went over, I mean, the crowd just lost it. The roof blew off the pet place. And so that has to count for something. I gave it a C, so I think we're pretty close. D plus and a okay. C. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, we're we're pretty much in the same boat. Let's jump back over to 2010 here, though. And Crime Time is in the back um, with Kali, and it just felt like a really super awkward promo with like the Family Matters lines. It felt a little racist. And then like the pants on the ground reference was was really bad. 
Uh, obviously, kind of Miz interrupts, and Teddy Teddy says, you know, you're gonna have to, you know, hold up your title against MVP player or whatever it is he said. Um, and then, you know, the Rhodes and Orton promo was really good. I enjoyed that. It's really cool to be able to go back now and see like Cody Rhodes in the beginning and see what he became. And it's right. like, you know, like you can see it then, you know what I mean? Like he was believable in the back during all of this. It didn't feel like a, it felt like he was just talking to Randy and not necessarily a promo. So hats off to him for that. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed him kind of like snitching on Ted Jr. And like they're planting the seeds for legacy breaking up. But I enjoyed this backstage segment did you have any notes on like those promos or anything did anything kind of stand out to you in that area no man i didn't really take notes on them i I mean it was it was all i was entertained i watched it and and liked it all so it was pretty cool stuff yeah man it it helped the show move along i i agree i agree so the next matchup here is uh just like we mentioned before is the miz versus mvp for the united states championship uh man i thought it was a really good exchange to start off uh, MVP is another guy that's really underrated in the ring. Um, I think it's because his gimmick is forgettable, kind of like uh, maybe Ezekiel Jackson. It's just not a strong enough gimmick. But his entering work was really good. And as I remember, he was actually pretty good on the mic. I just didn't like his gimmick. Uh, I didn't like that, like, uh, I'm actually a pro athlete type Deion Sanders-ish vibe. I just, it wasn't, it didn't really, I don't think he had the personality for it. Maybe if he had a mouthpiece or, uh, not that he couldn't talk. I don't know. It just something was always off for MVP for me. Um, yeah, something yeah. missing. And commentary in this match was like really all over the place. It really took me away from the match. Uh, I mean, MVP had a pretty solid comeback sequence after the rest hold. Uh, and there were some pretty solid near falls in there. Uh, Miz get, gets a quick small package roll up to retain. Uh, and Miz pretty much, or I mean, MVP pretty much drops him right after. I thought it was, I thought it was solid work and it was short and sweet, which was nice. Um, so I give it a solid uh, C plus. Uh, what did you think about uh, Miz versus MVP here? Man, all right. So, like the first match, this one was not too long. This one's about eight minutes. The first one went a little bit over eight minutes. I actually yeah. didn't say my rating on the first one. My first one, I gave a C. Uh, the first match, Christian and Ezekiel, it was nothing it, nothing great, but it wasn't bad. It was yeah. pretty mediocre. I think you even said that. Um, so, yeah. that one was a C. This one, again, not too long, man, and and – not like the 1990s matches that we had to I had to sit through before this that were all about 20 minutes. Um, you know, an eight minute eight minute matches is, is right up my alley. That's what I like anyway, uh, yeah. especially coming off of that 1990 uh, pay per view. Uh, the Miz was being great at a chicken shit heel, which I mean he is great at, and he was killing it here. He had the crowd really really against him. But MVP just the crowd wasn't really into him. Yeah, babyface and great worker though. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the match, they weren't really into him either. Um, so really, I used to love MVP. I was actually a big fan of MVP before 2010. Um, a, a couple years before this, which he was would have been really young then. But um, yeah. yeah, man. Again, nothing. But uh, like the first match, nothing special, nothing really memorable, nothing really to write about or talk about in this show. Um, you know, when uh, the Miz was the champion coming into this, I liked this show because they're pretty much all the, I think all the matches were for the championship other than the Royal Rumble, which was for the number one contendership. Miz wins with a roll up and keeps the title. Um, I gave the match a C. So, so far back to back C's, um, 1990 got a D plus, but we'll go back over and maybe 1990 will get a better grade. 
Um, who knows? It's it's Lenny Poffo versus Brutus, the fucking barber beefcake. But do you have anything to say about that before we go on? No, yeah, this you're, match? you're pretty much dead on, dude. I mean, the million dollar man was kind of in the back with me and Gene, and I uh, pulls his entrant number at number one, and you know, Genius cuts his little poem promo, and it was, you know, I mean, it got it got a lot of heat, but it was awful. But yeah, the match is Brutus Beefcake versus the Genius. It was easy to get heat in 1990, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I could have yeah. came out and wrestled a match, and the crowd would have went wild. They would have hated you, though, because you're a stick figure. Well, um, I would have showed them a stick, all right? Oh, what? good lord. What? Ooh, this is, this is, that sounds like rumor and innuendo to me. You know what? There's um, a yeah. line, and you don't cross it. That's right, Cass. You, you don't cross it. Well, it looks like we're pretty much going to get two gimmick matches in a row here on this show. Kind of all gaga in the open. Yeah. Uh, but again, the crowd just ate it up, man. And as much as we kind of poo-poo on Brutus, he was super over here. Uh, Bruce is right. Like, I mean, people loved this dude. Um, I mean, some guys were, like, putting on clinics at the, in this time frame. Guys like Perfect and Brett and even DiBiase. Uh, but most guys were following that Hulk Hogan model and just kind of pandering to the crowd overselling to like a cartoonish level. Um, and this is definitely the latter. This is definitely that cartoonish style. And that's just not for me. Uh, I think Hogan is capable of having like uh, putting drama into the Gaga style if that, or putting drama into like that slower paced pandering style, I guess. But I think it's just because he almost invented it. And that's kind of like his specific thing. Um, so, I think it only just works for him, and it didn't really work for anybody else. Uh, maybe you could argue the Ultimate Warrior, but I really think the Ultimate Warrior was just hype and like his intro. I think his like entrance like really got made the crowd didn't really care about what he did afterwards. They were just so like hype on him like sprinting to the ring. Uh, but yeah, I mean Brutus. Neither one of these guys is believable at all. And the double DQ interference with Mister P- or double DQ, yeah, with Mister Perfect interfering was just too much. Uh, probably yeah. worse than the opener. Um, so I gave it one star, which would be like a D, a D at best. Uh, what did you think of Brutus versus the Genius? Well, let me tell you, I was so excited for this match when I heard about it. Yeah. No, I was not excited, man. But the crowd, like you said, so into it, and I'm, I've already touched on it. But at this point, I was just like amazed, like man, they're 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 excited for Lenny Poffo and Brutus the Barber, man. But one thing I, I wrote, I, I, I put a note about because I don't ever remember this, but I didn't realize how flamboyant Lenny Poffo was, man. He really was doing a, a Gorgeous George, um, a gold dust type gimmick. He really was being flamboyant and a little, you know, getting heat off being gay without as, being yeah, gay. As, as Jesse said, he's quote unquote, yep. light in the light loafers, in the loafers. Shivani. Yeah. And I wrote that down, light in the loafers, man. Um, just, uh, him shaking hands with the left hand. And they talked about that, that, Oh, who shakes hands with the left hand? Tony Farnish said, and then the quote of light and the loafers, which I don't get the whole left handed thing. I, I, I didn't know, but you could tell they were doing it in a way like, wow, this guy's weird. And then the way he was walking, the way he was talking, he was almost trying to talk a little bit like this with the yeah. lisp type thing. I mean, he really was the gold dust of his time. Of yeah, and the poems, too, to start off the matches. Oh, yeah. You know? 
Yeah, oh yeah, getting heat off being gay without being gay, right? Androgynous, as right. Uh, Bruce would say, brother. Br- well, I love you anyway. Um, man, both were super gay at this point, Brutus and Lenny. And there's no, there's hey, nothing wrong being gay, but they're both pretty gay in this match. And this match was a lot of Gaga, um, Lady Gaga, who's also pretty gay. Um, you know what? Stop I talked about a line. What is wrong there's with you right now? That You're you just... don't. Dude, you don't cross it. And I'm just making phallic references, and now we're just gay bashing on the show. No, what is were, happening I wasn't here? I was gay bashing. They Cass, were gay bashing. I'm commenting. You should be ashamed of yourself. I am Cass. commenting about. Okay, all you woke <laughs> listeners, you know what? Oh god. Um. Oh, god. Anyway, this match was a lot of Gaga, dude. Overselling, boring, dude. Ref out. Yeah, I agree, just, man. Just uh, uh, Brutus cuts Lenny's hair. Perfect comes out, perfect plex, DQ. I gave it an F, actually. I thought this was F. Yikes. Wow. I mean, I gave it a D. Um, You know, just because I saw Mr. Perfect clean house, that was nice. Yeah. The double DQ was, you know. Doesn't save it for me, man. It was pretty gay of a, I mean, pretty bad of a match. Yeah, Um, well, speaking of pretty uh, things that could be. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Big Show and Jericho in the back cutting a promo about the Rumble um truth comes in and gets his shine to another little segment with randy and this time it's ted jr kind of snitching on cody uh so i liked the way they did this with the promos kind of building that legacy break uh and kind of make solidifying randy orton's like babyface turn um because that's kind of what we got in this next match uh it's Sheamus right, right, right. versus orton for the wwe championship uh and you know what i'm gonna go ahead and let you take the lead on this one yeah, man, this is Sheamus is the champion going into this match. As you said, it's for the WWE Championship, not the World Heavyweight. This was at a time when we had two different titles, kind of like we do now. We had one, which I liked it way better how they did it here. I do not like the Universal title. I wish it would just go back to the World Heavyweight title, which has its lineage all the way back to uh, George Hackensmith and and Frank Gotch and uh, Killer Killer. How do you say it? Kowalski. Killer Kowalski. Kowalski. There you go. Um, I'm a, I'm 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 not smart, folks. That's why I'm Mr. Nodal. That's why you're Mr. Mr. Nodal. But I did have all those other name drops of people that were from a long time ago. So I do know a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I like that they have that lineage, and then you got the WWE title, which goes all the way back to um, the original Nature Boy. I like that, man. Um, but you know, this one was the WW. This was the WWE title. Um, yeah. man, I was never a fan of Sheamus as champ. I don't have anything against Sheamus. I like Sheamus now, but especially back then, uh, just man, I don't. I, maybe I'm I'm a hater against red hair. I'm not sure. I'm still looking within myself. I'm still searching in my in my soul. It's, it seems like you have a lot of rage today, man. I yeah, mean, oh, you're yeah. Just, oh, I'm there. You're all I'm over the place. There, you're so I'm snarky. I, th- I feel like are you just really that mad at yourself for forgetting to upload the damn no, showcast? No, no. No, no, this is a new me. It's 2020. This is a new me. I'm coming in hot. Get your shit together. I'm coming in hot, and I'm coming in ready to play, Daddy. <laughs> anyway, never a fan, and I don't know what it is about him. Just not a fan of the guy. He's pretty good, and I'm, I'm more of a fan of him now, man. But um, this match was definitely a lot slower than the first two matches. Um, I like I like Sheamus trying to, like, take away the RKO. You know, he was getting rid of the RKO by just going after the arm. Of Orton, he continually worked worked on that arm. The finish 
Woo! Got indigestion again, baby. How many? This is 15 like shows. Learn your lesson from like drinking all this beer. No, no, no I'm not gonna he's quit. Got, oh, guys, he's got like a beer funnel that like so anytime I talk, he's just guzzling beers down, just straight beer right foam. Keep talking, cause I'm gonna start. Drinking. That's why it's like he's got. It's almost like a dog with a whistle. If you've noticed, anytime I crack a beer on this show, he'll just stop mid-sentence, and yep. there's a pause. Yep. And he's always like, crack one open for the working man. Yep, yep, yep. Alcoholic. Yep. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> um, anyway. Got to be an alcoholic to get to this match, man. What was your I, overall you rating? Be. So anyway, so the finish is pretty much the legacy breaking up. Orton beats up Rhodes. DiBiase comes out. Uh, Orton beats up him too. Sheamus ends up getting his big boot finish, whatever the hell you call it. Match ends in a disqualification um, but hey, pretty good match overall. Other than you know, I never like a DQ ending, but I liked it. I gave it a C plus. So this is C C C plus on 2010. Not bad, but not great. What'd you think about it? Man, I thought uh, I wasn't nearly as kind. Uh, I don't really know what to say here, honestly. I mean, I know both of these guys can work. Then don't, don't say anything, Daniel. If you don't know what to say, don't say anything. All right. All right. Uh, Move I mean, on. Oh, I'm kidding. What'd you think? Sorry. I mean, okay, so both of these guys are obviously, like, Hall of Famers, and I know by most standards this would be a really good match. Like, I feel like most people would rate this better. The same reason why you were like, I can't, like, I don't know, maybe it's my bias against Sheamus. Like, I couldn't figure it out, but I could not get into the match. Uh, and I wanted to, like, be transparent and say that, like, I understand why people would like it. I just hated this combination of these two wrestlers. Uh, it wasn't really anything specifically that turned me off. I just couldn't get into it from the beginning. I tried not to be biased, but dude, it was just straight boring. Like I just didn't enjoy the match at all. I will say that I didn't mind the Cody spot. I enjoyed it. It pretty much solidified his face turn. So that, that helped my rating. Um, and even then I gave it a D plus. Uh, it just wasn't for me, uh, but a D solid D plus just because I enjoyed the face turn. Uh, but I didn't like the match at all. Well, you don't know what you're talking about, so let's move on. I mean, I do kind of know it all. That's uh, true. But you know who definitely true. knew it all? It was That's Bobby true. Heenan, and uh, you know he's back here with the Heenan family doing a promo on the Rumble, just kind of building the team. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, now we're on to a submission match from Greg oh. Hammer Valentine versus Ronnie Garvin here. Woo! This is easily the worst thing on the show. Tell uh, me. Both guys kept going for pinning attempts. Yeah. Dude, this is a submission match. What How is do going you on? Dude, this is the Royal Rumble. And at this time, what were there, like four pay-per-views? Like, this is a huge yeah. show. Huge what show. And you're like, you're mid-card, essentially. You're like right in the mid-card. You're supposed to be the workhorse match, right? And you're wearing shin guards, first of all. I know. And you, there, there were legitimately, there were eight pin attempts. Eight. It wasn't just a one-time thing, and they're like, oh, God, we messed up. Sorry, we got to – it's like they just kept using it as spots. Like, why are you going for the pin, dude? What is happening here? Uh, it was just sloppy and bad. Nothing at all good about it. Um, it was just like a, a brawler submission match, so it made no sense. I mean, some of the work was decent, but it just didn't fit the gimmick at all. Uh, finally Garvin got, you know, Valentine to submit, but it was way too long too. I absolutely hated this match. Fat goose egg for me. Super dud. Um, what did you think about Garvin versus Valentine here? Man, 
dude, I couldn't get over the whole pinning thing. Like you said, I just, that was my number one thing. Like I, I, I couldn't understand why even in 1990, they thought that was a good idea. It just, it just made them look stupid. It just makes you look like an idiot. And I don't understand. Dude, the hammer is a legend. He's like, he's up there. He, you know, he's not like in the Mount Rushmore, but Greg, the hammer Valentine is one of the biggest legends of all time in my book. Um, He's like he's great, uh, you know. Then you got Ronnie Garvin. Hey, who? Kn- I mean, yeah, whatever. Um, I just nobody cares about this match. Yeah, the 1990s crowd was into it, but even th- even they weren't that that. And in- I mean, they were still into it because this crowd was hot. But um, dude, the the pinning, everything about it, dude. It's just it it, it was boring. I gave it an F, dude. I, I hate to say it. they had good work, man. There was they were good and physical, and they looked. There was really uh, good times when the match was good, but it was overall boring, stupid, and just not fun to watch. And I would never recommend it to like this is one of the last matches I'd ever recommend to anybody. As you always try to come up, say that whenever you're thinking about the grade. And if I'm thinking about that, man, I, I hate to say it, man. Both men looked good, other than when they went for the pin. Um, but actually, man, it was a terrible match. I give it an F, hands down F, hands. Down, hands man. down f yeah hands i mean I'm, I'm not gonna argue with you on that it was pretty much in the exact same boat uh yeah let's hop back over here to 2010 though it's michelle mccool and mickey james get a video package here that felt really awkward and aged really bad uh as far as like fat shaming or whatever i mean i know it's like a heel angle it just doesn't it just didn't it wasn't oh, good there's nothing wrong with fat shaming uh well it depends on the person i guess mm-hmm. um it's just uh, not the healthy. michelle promo before the match yeah, was really of- really bad too um so, yeah, the match here is Michelle McCool versus Mickey James, uh, WWE Divas Championship. Uh, like I said, Michelle's just flapping her gums, uh, really unbelievably, uh, really bad acting, honestly. Mickey just kind of pops in the ring, hits a DDT, and I'm genuinely grateful that I didn't have to watch a long, overproduced, mm. overbooked match So from them. So I gave it a full star just because oh, it was yeah. quick. I gave it a full one star. Like So that's a solid C-. minus. Maybe you know what? I mean, you know what? I'm gonna change my grade. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a star and a half, just so I can give it a, at least a C. Um, because you know what? Like, dude, that's exactly how you're gonna book it. Just have her berate it. I don't want to see some overproduced thing because these girls can wrestle for sure. But you know that the agents would have booked it poorly. It would have been a bunch of like pair pulling and ridiculousness. So I'm I'm stoked that it's just like one big DDT, one two three. Mickey James is champ. I thought it was awesome. Uh, yeah. Just for that. I don't know if these women could have had a great match. I mean, back then they really weren't. So I'm on I mean, the Mickey same James has you. always been a, a solid worker. That's she's never really been bad ever. I mean, she yeah. had already been on the indie scene for years before she got to WWE. She was, I mean, that stuff she was doing in TNA before she got signed was, I mean, she was good, good. Well, either way, uh, back then no women's match was that great, and I was just very happy that this was only a 20 second match. Sure. Like you said, McCool comes out, talks smack, and then the girl comes out in the fat suit. And then Mickey James, the real Mickey James, comes out, not the the dressed up Layla, whatever her name was. Yeah. Um, dude, I liked it. I liked the DDT. I liked everything about it. I thought it was great. Um, I genuinely gave it a C, man. You know, just because it's a quick 20 second match doesn't mean it's not bad. It served its purpose and it got the crowd going and ready for the next match. So. I think it was. Uh, I think they did a great job here, man. I, I I genuinely gave it a C, and I liked it way more than I would have liked them having some long hair pulling, 
2010s women's wrestling match that isn't really good. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, the brother post, love the post match stuff here was good too. Like with all the face baby face women kind of coming out and pie facing McCool and Layla, oh. the comedy was good. Uh, and it was the post match part was too long, but that's kind of nitpicking. Let's yeah, let's go ahead and jump back over to 1990. Good, um, brother love, baby. Dude, well, it's perfect cutting uh, – Mr. Perfect cutting a pretty awesome promo in the back uh, with Mean Gene on Brutus and, like, the rest of, uh, you know, the Royal Rumble entrance. Right, right, uh, right. Brother Love is in the ring, and he introduces Queen Sherry. Uh, they both kind of tear into Sunshine and crack on Dusty. Uh, finally, Sunshine comes out, uh, and then she slaps Sherry, and then Savage runs in to make the save, and then, of course, Dusty Rhodes hits the ring. I felt like this was a good way to get all these characters on the show and continue their storyline without giving away a big match. Uh, yeah. So I enjoyed that. I loved the Brother Love bit. He took a hell of a bump, solid bump from him. Uh, good segment. Uh, and then Hacksaw Juggin, Hacksaw Juggin. Juggin, Hacksaw, baby. Hacksaw Duggan got um, a few words in on the boss, man, and... Here we go. Uh, what did you think yeah. about that backstage segment? Well, the the in-ring segment with Brother Love and everything, I loved that. Um, I gave that an A+, even though that doesn't go towards the actual grade. But just for the segment's grading, I gave it an A+, man. Brother Love might be the greatest heel of all time. I mean, he's so unlikable. You could show Brother Love... You can show Brother Love to, like, your girlfriend or your mom, and they're going to... By the end of his... Speaking, they're gonna say, "Ah, oh, I hate that guy." I mean, he was just so good. He no, does I mean, have one of the most punchable faces I've ever okay, seen. Okay, he's too. exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's not the greatest heel of all time. That's what I'm trying to say. That like he's he's so unlikable. He's so good yeah. at it. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's a good thing for Bruce or not. Oh no, no, like, I don't think he would even like literally the look of his face dude, is just yeah. smarmy. And then he starts and talking. Like, yeah, you just want to. I love him. I love the guy now. But oh, like, oh, I love Bruce, but. Yeah. And he'll agree. He's just a, so unlikable. He's and a that, natural heel. He's I, pr- and he loves being a heel. He yeah, loves being a He would it. never be he a baby face. being hated. You couldn't pay that man a million dollars a year to be a baby face. I guarantee it. He couldn't do it. He'd dry, he, oh, it, come on. It, he's been it, a baby it, face for the past few years since he's been doing something to wrestle. He's been nah, a baby he, he always tries to heal it up. I, and, I mean, I'm talking about in the ring, like, coming out as a character. He can't. He loves. I've heard him talk. I don't know. When they had that, like, uh, Raw reunion, in two, like, last year. And they had that backstage segment of Bruce came on, like the crowd Dude, lost. If they it. gave him the mic though and said cut a ten minute, uh, oh, uh, yeah. five minute promo, he would have no, shit right. on everybody. And he would, and he would have killed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he likes he loves being a heel. That's his yeah. thing, man. He'll never be a babyface. But yeah, dude, hacksaw Jim Duggan versus Big Boss Man is the match, and holy smokes, dude, I love these two, but. Man, I, oh, I don't think I've ever seen either of these two guys. That's the Tell weird me. thing. Tell me. I, I love these two guys, but then you think about it, I don't think I've ever seen them have a good match. Why do I love them? I don't know. I love their character. I love the nostalgia, but I couldn't tell you a good Big Boss Man or Jim Duggan match, man. And and this match was no different. Not yeah. good. Yeah. Not good. So I don't know crazy. why I love guys. I've never loved either one of them. Oh, these I love both of them, man. I just there's something. It's nostalgia. Exactly what I said. Nostalgia. Um, dude, crazy. All these just bad, mediocre, long matches, and the crowd is still so into it. You know, I'm talking about the whole night. So all these bad, 
media bad slash some of them were bad some of them mediocre but all the matches so far there's not been an a plus they've all been bad or mediocre and the crowd still into it i mean 100 percent. the crowd is acting like it's the first match they're so just they have the energy the energy is there let's just say that the energy is still there after all the mediocreness um they are loving jim jimmy duggan with his Oh, I mean, that's more over than freaking suck it at this point, dude. Um, dude, sorry, not much here. Uh, nothing really memorable. Not yeah. good. Commentary um, might be the best part of the match. Just they were doing they were doing a great job of, of hyping it up and hyping up the wrestlers themselves, putting them like, dude, both the both uh Tony and especially. The, the governor at this point, they were they were really putting over uh, Jimmy Duggan and Big Boss Man, dude. Um, at least it wasn't long. You know, it wasn't yeah. as long as all the other matches. It was about half of what we've been sitting through all the other matches. Uh, Jim Duggan wins. But I, the best I can give it is a D because um, of pretty much that it wasn't that long. And that's pretty sad that you're getting a D because it wasn't that long. Um. Man, I thought it was forever, dude. For me, I mean, look, like, okay, so again, it's 1990. Like, big man wrestling is at its absolute peak at this point. Um, but it's just never been my style. And so, th- I mean, there was lots of brawling on the outside here for the Open. Uh, and then when the match finally settled in, it was just like boss man kind of pouring on the heat. And it was really, really hard for me to stay invested. And, in, like, I found myself at different yeah, yeah. times, like, having to like remind myself to put down my phone. Like I was playing like, like bubble pop, you know, like I was just so bored. Like I did, this mm. match sucked. Like, uh, and then the finish was overbooked and it felt like it was forever to me. Maybe it was short, but it felt like it was at least 10 minutes, if 10 to 15 minutes. Um, anyway, but yeah, the finish was way overbooked. It all ends in a DQ after boss man hits Duggan with a nightstick. It was just really weak. Uh, I gave I gave it a D minus, like a just barely passable. And again, I wrote like somehow crowd was there the whole time. So like mm-hmm. if the dude honestly, if the crowd's if the crowd's hot the whole time, I'm there's no way it's gonna get an actual F for me. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to give it. An, you're right. It is hard. It it's a crazy phenomenon. Game, you know? Yeah, that's the name yeah. of the game. It's performing. So like if you can convince an arena full of people that you we're entertaining, then you're entertaining. Right, and that's um, the phenomenon of this show. Like we've, I don't think I've ever come across that with uh, this grading system that we have for this. I've, I've never come across this before, and I, and it was really a conundrum on this show. Like I kept yeah. wanting to give it an F or or a bad grade or maybe a D or a C even, but it's like ah, but the crowd loved it so much. It's you're right, I, bringing that point up. It 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 it's weird. It's a weird yeah. concept because. And today, because then you start thinking, hey, maybe it's because it's 2020 and this is 1990. Let me rethink. Th-. And then you start, re- at least for me, I was like, well, let me rethink this. Let me let me rethink the match. Or maybe I'll rewind a little bit. Or maybe I'll just rewatch the finish. Or maybe yeah. just let me pause it and rethink things. Maybe right, I'm thinking right. out of place. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking out of place and I'm, and I'm not giving it a fair grade because the crowd's loving it. But there is then there's another aspect of the crowd's out of their goddamn mind. <laughs> This yeah. match isn't yeah. good, and they yeah. don't know what they're talking about. I'm giving it an F, but yeah. it is a weird thing that makes you start rethinking things, at, at least for me, and I've never really come across that. This 1990s crowd was, was pretty hot compared yeah. to, like, Canadian Stampede crowd. They're hot, but 
I agree with them. I mean, I'm hot too. So this man, was I gotta say, I think that those like NXT UK crowds have taken over as like the best crowds ever. Right. Like they're just they're, like they're they're entertaining for me to watch on TV. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. they're very European and they have the chance and that's, yeah, 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 yeah. But anyways, back over to 2010. Another yeah, good man. year in professional wrestling. Back over to 2010, and we get like a little package here for. Um, it was weird because it was kind of like the package was for Ray Batista and Taker, uh, and most of the like focus of the package was on Batista, but it's just a singles match with Ray versus Taker, and I was like, that's a little. I feel like they almost spoiled the match with how much they, uh, you know, focused on Batista in the, in the um, like the the, the storyline essentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. I thought I thought it was, I thought the match was pretty good actually. I, I mean I thought I thought both guys did a great job. I thought Taker surprised me. In 2010, I wasn't really seeing a lot of greats. I feel like you know, the, the peak years to me for for Taker were like 97 uh, to like pretty much 97 until he became American Badass. And I didn't really like a lot of stuff after that. I liked the 2004 uh, Mania when he came back as like the the you know the the Dead Man again. I thought that was that was pretty great. Uh, and then he had a handful of matches here and there. Of course, the matches with Sean were just phenomenal. Um, uh, but, you know, for the most part, I wasn't really a big fan of this late 2000s uh, Undertaker run. Uh, Watch but man, yourself. This, but, dude, this was a great – but th- that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But both guys <laughs> played their roles perfectly. I was worried that the styles would clash, but it. But the match was really, really good, man. The color added to it for sure, and it wasn't too long. Uh, man, I really actually enjoyed this this match a lot. Taker got a clean win after the last ride. I was waiting for Batista to do a run-in or something. I'm glad that didn't happen. I gave this match a solid B-plus to an A-minus. What did you think about Rey Mysterio versus uh, Undertaker? All right, man. So this is this is for the World Heavyweight title. So yeah. as we saw earlier, there's, like I said, there's two top titles. This is yeah. the other top title. This is the World Heavyweight title. Pretty much is the NWA uh, lineage. Um, yeah. man, a bet. The best part of this WCW, whole show, yeah. the uh, NWA, um, the best part of this whole show, um, especially after watching that 1990 show, um, was th- the match lengths, man. Th- this is the shit. This is almost the perfect show for me. Every match was short all the way up to the 22nd women's match, but this title match for the world heavyweight title is only 11 minutes long. So it's great match. This- Right up my alley. You guys know I'm always harping on too long, too long, too long, too long. And this, you can't hate on this whole show of 2010. No match was long. I mean, this was almost the longest match, and it's 11 minutes long. And despite the clash of styles and body types of both these two men, you have The Undertaker, who's huge, and Ray, who's obviously small. You know, despite the clash in, in both those two things, styles and body types, this was a good match, surprisingly. You know, you look at it on paper, Rey Mysterio versus Undertaker, which Rey is notorious for just killing it with big men, which a lot of little men, one, two, three kids, Shawn Michaels, they do the best with bigger people. And, you know, Rey, who's it's even harder for Rey because he really is small and it really is hard to make it believable. You know, he does the only thing you can do is tries to win by using his speed. Um, you see a couple of good spots by him, you know, um, high risk spots, moonsault. He does a moonsault, yeah. which you can't do much when you have a big man. It wouldn't, you know, you're not going to have a lucha match, but he gets his stuff in and he has a quick pace with the 11 minute match. It makes things move along quicker. 
it makes things more exciting, which makes a better match. Um, they still make it believable, and they still slow down enough to make it just not some fast-paced spot fest, which isn't going right, to happen. Yeah, yeah. Take, if Taker's involved, that's just not going to happen anyway. Taker bleeding from the mouth and nose at one point. Um, I don't I don't know what that was about. I might have missed something there. Um, compared to today, though, Taker looked amazing after seeing you know Taker lately. He just looked like a young man, and it was 2010. Yeah. He still wasn't that young. Um, Ray gets caught going for the West Coast pop. He's caught by Taker and gets the last ride for the win and still world heavyweight champion Undertaker. I gave it a B, man. I was I was into it. It was a good match. One of the best matches out of both shows, I think. Uh, I, I agree. I agree. As far as a, as far as a singles match, I would say that this is the best match uh, yeah. on either card um, for sure. And here we are at this point in the show where we choose the two main events so far. I think we're both kind of leaning in 2010. Am, am I outside of my element to say that, Cass? Are we, cause it no, feels I like think so. Because we're both so. leaning in 2010. Barely. And you know what? And Barely. honestly, dude, like when I booked this show, I thought, I was like, I don't. we haven't covered anything from 2010. And I was like, I don't know if I, because I wasn't really watching at this point in time. And I was really yeah. like concerned that we weren't going to like enjoy anything on this. Uh, right, but right. I've, I've, I've really enjoyed this 2010 show so far. Dude, me too. Me too. I, I actually said before, I, I remember, I don't remember much about 2010, but I feel like 2010 was a good time. And after watching this, I was right, because 2010 was a time of Sean and Taker's whole thing. So this is when I was kind of in and out. Yeah. I was such a, I'm such a huge Sean fan. I was kind of kind of only pay attention to Wait, Sean. So this was about to be was this about to be Sean and Taker 1 or Sean Rematch. and Taker 2? This, so this is, is Sean the Taker last 2. One. So yeah. this is a time uh, 2010 and a couple years before and then up until about the next year me and my wrestling like viewing was pretty much just for Sean. I was not yeah. into things that were happening. I never was into the CM Punk thing. I was never into to what was going on. So I would kind of just watch for Sean like if I, you know, I would just go back and watch the Sean segments and the Sean build-up for Taker. So that was all I knew. I even went to WrestleMania only knowing the Sean storyline when I saw Sean and Taker 1. So, uh, yeah, I saw Sean and Taker 1. Thank you very much. Um, so this was part of that time where I kind of was only tuning in for that. So it was kind of cool to go back and see what else was going on. Um, that's why, like, uh, what's his name? Ezekiel, whatever. I don't, I don't even know who that is. Like, I, I, honestly... Yeah, Ezekiel Jackson. I don't even know who that is. But um, I thought it would get a better rating than it did 2010 because yeah. I remember it more fondly. But it wasn't bad. It is winning a little bit for 90. 90 was surprisingly a lot more boring. A lot These matches yeah. were so long. I was surprised about how boring 1990 was. I actually thought 90 would be a little better. Um, well, the best anyway. thing about both of these shows is the actual Royal Rumble yes, match. So here we are. Here. Which one do you want to kick it off? Do you want to start with the throwback, super throwback with 1990 or the decade comparison of 2010? I'm throwing a curveball. I want you to pick which one okay. you want to talk about and you okay. talk about it first. You go, whatever one you want. Pick one and talk about it. All right. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and kick it off here with 1990 then. Uh, Ted DiBiase and Coco Beware start off the match. Uh, and it's just a million dollar man just kind of laying in heat. Uh, Coco gets a quick comeback and then gets eliminated. Uh, Janetti is out next and he kind of gets some shine right off the bat and straight into some heat and another elimination for Ted DiBiase. And if you actually watch both of these shows, because I actually watched the first one, that uh, the 2010 one first, 
Um, you kind of see some similarities with somebody else on the 2010 side, but we'll get to that um, with how they booked this. Um, Jake the Snake is out next, and the crowd pops super huge. Uh, Jake was, I mean, probably at the height of his like fame, fame at this point. Um, Macho King hits the ring next, and it looks like it's gonna like you know just be a like a fill up from here. You know, the, 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 these older Royal Rumble matches were kind of notorious for like getting a lot of guys in the ring, you know. Um, and so that they, they seem to kind of slow it down a little bit, and that's kind of what happened. Uh, Piper is up next, and the guys kind of pair off. Um, solid stuff there in the beginning. Uh, yeah, and then the guys just start rolling in. Just um, the Warlord, Bret Hart. Uh, Bret got a great reaction. Bad News Brown is, is out next. Um, Savage got eliminated by Roberts. And then Dusty got like a massive pop on his entrance uh, and goes you know straight into an exchange with Savage. Uh, and then you know, Dusty eliminates him. Um, Andre comes out, and at this point you can tell he's just not what he was. I always feel sad watching the end uh, of the Andre times. It just mm-hmm. kind of feels, you know, it's 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 just kind of sad. You just you feel tell he wants to do well and he wants to do more than his body allows. Uh, yeah, but then the rest Red Rooster comes out next, right? So he's like the next one up, and the crowd yeah. like popped really. Like, what is that? I like, know, dude, that was crazy. I mean, it blew my I'm mind. Like, like, what? Yeah. Just, yeah. So bad news. So and, uh, and bad news and Piper kind of eliminate each other and brawl mm-hmm. back up the ramp. Uh, and if you remember, uh, this the coming WrestleMania was when uh, Piper did like the half black body thing. Oh, it wasn't like black. Yeah. Remember, it was like it was just a really, really weird thing. When I was a kid, um, I thought that was awesome. And then I got older and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. All right. Kind of weird. And he yeah, said. Uh, things he did say some weird things uh demolition axe is out after that uh he and dusty team up on the giant um yeah i mean then out comes ming and he goes straight after axe smashes the next one out um it was a, a, a lot of like uh a lot of those a lot of those same guys had to eliminate uh andre and the crowd like really popped when he got eliminated which is nice to see uh snooka came out and the crowd was booing him I don't know what happened in 1990, but the crowd, if you watch the, I mean, I rewound it. Cause I was like, wait, are they booing Snooka? Like they were booing him. Uh, maybe so like, they were friends. Maybe they knew what he did. Oh my God. Just stop it. Anyway, uh, Dino Bravo what? and Earthquake was, come out. I was talking about him jumping off the cage. Oh yeah. What are you, and what are you, wait, what were you? You were just you slamming people here left and right. What were you talking about? Let's Were just you keep on about moving. something different? Good lord. Uh, let's just, yeah. So Snooka eliminates Akeem uh, a couple seconds in. Uh, you know, yeah. Man, once the warrior hit the ring, the pace really picked up. Uh, Sean comes out and is eliminated within seconds. I was like, that might be a record, actually, especially at the time. Like, no, I was pissed. Yeah, no, of course I was you were. pissed. Of course you were. That made me laugh. I literally wrote that down. I was like, I'll bet Cass like spit out his beer watching that. But um, I was yeah, waiting it popped me. It. I literally was sitting there waiting, for, waiting for Rocker Sean yes. and Sean to come out, and then that happened. I was like, what the hell? Come on, Dan. Yeah, we got a pretty big moment with Hulk and Warrior too, uh, and then Barbarian and Rude kind of both come out within like a minute of each other. That was funny. Uh, that's wrestling, folks. Um, wrestling. Uh, yeah, there were they have they have um, some questionable spots here with the warrior, and then uh, he got eliminated. Uh, it comes down to Rude, Perfect, and Hogan. Um, of course, Hogan overcomes the odds, and he Hogan must pose. 
Uh, but all in all, I really, really did enjoy this this Rumble match. I thought it was booked really, really well. I get this is the best thing on the show for sure was this Rumble match. I gave it three stars, so a solid C plus to a B. Um, I enjoy I enjoyed the Rumble match, man. What did you think about this whole 1990 thing? Give me your overall big overview. Man, I, I you pretty much hit on all the notes of it, so I'm not gonna spend too much longer on it. I, I loved it. I loved the Royal Rumble match. Um, I'm actually not that high on it, though. It felt like a lot, a long time for each person to come out. Um, I liked Hogan winning, though. I wasn't upset with that. You know, he was the man at that time. It makes sense. It's pretty cool. Um, it was a good match, and it probably was. About, I'm more about like a C plus, C to a C plus on it. This was just such a mediocre show. I think if the if some of the matches were a little you know shorter, obviously would have helped. Um, but this this Royal Rumble match didn't save it. Um, so yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Then we're then we're over to 2010. We are 2010. on 2010. 2010. Um, since I pretty much broke down all the details here, uh, before we get into the match, though, there was kind of an HBK and Kane promo in the back that I was right. I, I enjoyed. I thought it was really good. Um, Triple H comes in, and then it's all buddy-buddy about how they really love each other and all, but it's every man for himself. It was that cliche, um, you know, promo, I guess. Um, but, yeah, we actually saw it play out in the storyline uh, that happened during the match. So I want you to give me your full breakdown of this one since I pretty much rant and raved on the 1991. Yeah, man. So, dude, I don't have any. No- I might, I might need some help from you, brother, because I don't have as many uh, as great of notes as you had for that. Well, that's great because I am Mr. Know It All. And but I hold wrote a on, full, like six-page thing. Hold on, I'm not ready yet. Sorry. I just want to talk. I like, you know, okay. I like, I like my own voice, but. All right. Whatever. No, 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 I do, I know, I'm, I, I do need your help. So, um, Edge wins, and he, uh... Oh, come on. I eliminated You're the worst. Him. No, I'm sorry, guys. No, so, dude, I remember watching this. <laughs> what is wrong? What happened? You were the absolute worst human being I've ever known well, in my There's no build-up. We all know who won. We all know who won. Um, dude, so I remember watching this. Wanting Sean to come out and Sean to win so bad to set up for the WrestleMania match. Which would have been great. I thought that was going to happen. Like, I th- I knew that was going to happen. I knew Sean was coming. You would have put money in Vegas yeah, on it. And I could. knew Sean was winning to set up Mania match with, with uh, Undertaker. Like, I knew that was going to happen, man. Other than that, I love the fact. Like, literally, I don't have that many notes. I was just enjoying the door. I don't know how to take notes for a Rumble, dude. I mean, it's just like I keep you. So my, here's my problem. I want to keep writing down like this person entered. Dolph Ziggler came out uh, first, oh and then God. and then CM Punk came out. I broke and it then down this like person a little bit. Match. It's not I, like every little thing, but like well, I mean, there's always I, I little guess, notes. You know, sometimes when you just enjoy something, and you don't write down that many notes, man. Other than just uh, that, and dude, I was really a fan of Edge winning. I was a big Edge head. Uh, I kind of fell out of love, though, for Edge when the whole um, Matt Hardy thing happened, which is definitely has already happened. Uh, so I didn't appreciate this. I, I didn't appreciate Edge winning in 2010 because I was really butthurt about the whole Matt Hardy thing with him. But looking back on it now 
and being older and who cares. You know, it was really cool seeing Edge win and, and he wins by eliminating Cena and I really liked Edge at this time. And I saw Edge at WrestleMania around this time. So this was this was really cool. But hey, break it down better since you're just Mr. Know It All and you know what you're doing and you have better notes you know than me. I am. You know I am. Yeah, okay, yeah, so I'm I'm gonna give you a proper breakdown here. Uh it's Dolph Ziggler and Evan Bourne kicking off the match. Uh, they had a nice little exchange in the open with Bourne hitting a shooting star. Uh, and then Punk is out next, and he eliminated both guys pretty quickly, then grabs a mic and kind of cuts his straight-edge savior promo. Um, so this is like, to me, CM Punk kind of got the million-dollar man treatment here. Uh, you know he's not going to win, but they give him a solid showing in the in the beginning because he's okay. kind of like their star of their third brand. You know, yeah, It'd be, yeah. it, Essentially, if they do something like this with Adam Cole – we would all pop for it, and it would be amazing because it's like, oh, the NXT guy eliminates like three or four people, but it's early on, but he gets like mic time in between. Like that would put him over so much. It would help yeah. him out so much, even though we all know he's probably not going to win the match. But Adam um, Cole's way better than CM Punk, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I, don't, I yeah, mean, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I prefer Adam Cole to CM Punk, but you know, there's he's a better. lot to be said about Punk as well. Um, but yeah. Uh, so Punk is at, yeah, Punk is out next, eliminates all those guys. JTG cuts him off, uh, but Punk eliminates him pretty quickly, uh, grabs the mic again. So I liked that a lot. It's like he was just being the most annoying guy in the room. Uh, right. Smart booking. Kali comes out and cuts off Punk. Beth Phoenix is the next entrance, and that got like a huge pop. Um, she essentially kisses Kali over the top, uh, and that felt real cringy. Um, and then we get a solid little exchange between Phoenix and Punk. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, Punk gets rid of Phoenix. Obviously, even more heat for him, which is great. Uh, Zack Ryder is out next, looking like an absolute moron in like the like sk- like small trunks, but then one leg is like long tights. It was really right. weird. Um, but yeah, he's pretty much cut out right away and eliminated by Punk. Uh, and then of course, Punk says he's better than everyone. And the next person out is Triple H. A uh, huge pop here, uh, and they had a solid little exchange, uh, and then McIntyre is the one that kind of breaks that little um, the one-on-one segment up. Of course, like Hunter blocks the GTS from Punk and eliminates him. That was a pretty big pop, too. Uh, oh, nice yeah. little baby face shine uh, for Triple H there. Uh, and then the match kind of started to slow down after this. See, that's, this is... that's why I'm here. I just say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm hey, here for I that. Do, I do that sometimes. Hey, that was cool. I do that sometimes. You're just here so I can pick on you. That's all it hey, really is. that was cool. That's my new thing. Hey, man. Oh, I like that, too. <laughs> I agree. Oh, I like that one. That was Let cool. the good times roll. <laughs> Let the le bon time roll. All right, go on. Go on. <laughs> That's that's let the good times roll in French. But, if you yeah, I know, I know every single yeah, time. It's always to, funny for everybody. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So this is again where like the in every Royal Rumble, there's a spot in the match where the ring just kind of starts to fill up a bit. Uh, DiBiase Jr., John Morrison, Kane, uh, Cody, and Carlito all come out before there's really another elimination. Um, but there's a lot of young blood there. I mean, a lot of those guys are really talented. Uh, and they all kind of get their own little high spots, but nothing, like, super notable. Uh, Miz enters, and immediately MVP runs out and, like, kind of uh, – they they put it over on commentary that he's like, oh, he's just waiting his entrance and uh, kind of takes Miz over the top rope. So this is where we get the, the uh, Roddy Piper Bad News Brown segment. So I okay. feel like they I feel like they are kind of using a formula in 90 that they're kind of using the same formula in 2010. Now, if you look at, like, where they place people – 
um, how they how they did it. I I think they did a really good job with the booking of this one too. Um, Matt Hardy is out uh, and with a pretty solid pop, and then he's taken out almost immediately by Kane, which is pretty funny. Uh, and then Kane gets dumped out right after. I really enjoyed that spot. Um, HBK finally comes out next. We're about like the middle of the pack. I don't remember his actual number. I want to say it's like 17. Um, and then he eliminates Cody, Ted Jr. And then DX together eliminate Morrison. Um, John Cena is at number 19 and kind of spoils the DX party. Uh, and this is where the crowd is really starting to turn on John. Like he's been a babyface for so long that now like 2000, I'd say actually it was like a year before this. I think like 2009 is when people were starting to be like, okay. All right, enough with this John Cena shit. It's been five years. Okay, five years is enough. Okay, okay. Like, uh, and that's, that's, we're really starting to ramp into the we hate Cena or Cena sucks. Like, those chants are coming real soon. Um, but we're not quite there at this point. So there's still, it's almost like 50 50. Uh, and Cena does some pretty goofy shit before DX cuts him off. Uh, HBK hits him with a super kick, and, uh, and then Triple H nails him and he's out. Um, and so I, I thought that was kind of cool to see, like, those two guys put out John Cena in 2010. I enjoyed that as a fan. I popped mm-hmm. as a mark for that, uh, which is always nice when we get to watch these shows. Uh, Shelton Benjamin came out next. He gets some shine and gets eliminated pretty quickly. Same thing for Yoshi Tatsu. And I legitimately forgot that that guy was even a wrestler. Um, but he was out pretty fast. Do you think uh, he had to pay trademark to Nintendo for the using the name Yoshi? Yoshi Tatsu. I think his legit his shoot real name was Yoshi, so no, I don't think so. Uh, well, you still if your name is Mario, Luigi, or Yoshi, you pay. You must pay. You you must pay. Um, he's out fast. Uh, yeah, man. And the Big Show's out next and has a decent exchange um, with uh, with HBK and and, and not, like teases nice teases for eliminations too. Uh, Mark Henry is the next, and you have a big man kind of showdown, um, and that's kind of mandatory in every Royal Rumble, too. I felt like we had that in the 1990 Rumble as well with Hogan and, like, Warrior. Oh, you um, always got to have that, man. Yeah, and so we have a skinny Chris Masters come out here. This is after the steroid scandal, and he came back for a few months, uh, notably smaller. Oh, yeah. um, I don't even remember him like that. And he honestly, Chris Masters' entrance here pretty much killed the crowd. Uh, at least he was out pretty quick. Uh, Truth was out at 25 and eliminates Henry and show right away, which I thought was a pretty good spot. Good way to get him some shine. Uh, I mean, I really liked, again, how this rumble was laid out. Um, Swagger is in next, and he comes sprinting in the ring looking like a goof. Has made the stupidest face ever. I never really got on the Swagger train. Never. Don't oh, think he's never. very good. No, never. I, I never got behind him. Uh, I, and I think is like people are like, oh, he's a great worker. I'm like, is he though? No, I, no. It's, I, I strongly. I don't, I don't think him. his in-ring work is very good either. I think he no, just seems like clunky. Really and, not. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not a fan. He's like goofy, big and goofy. He's too yeah, big and absolutely with his goofy. gimmick he that looks he's like trying a, he looks, to go. It's not like big and mad. It's like he looks kind of like a giraffe. Like it just. Yeah. Every, all of his movements yeah. just look awkward. If, if you're that big wearing a singlet. Doesn't yeah, really work. I agree. Get I out agree. of it. Unless bro. you're like super big, like Big Show, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's different. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah it doesn't work. For if him. you're under six seven, you should not be wearing a singlet. No. You gotta be like, all right, if you're past six, two, six foot, from, from like six two yeah. to six eight. So we'll say yeah. like that six inches. Like you can't wear a singlet. It's just not. It's not allowed. Um. But yeah, man, Jericho hits the ring, uh, and this is kind of when it gets hyped, dude. Uh, Kofi gets tossed, and it's Cena, Michaels, and Jericho. Oh yeah, so when 
I'm sorry, I gotta back up. When DX did the clothesline, when Triple H hit Cena, they like hit him over the ropes, but he like laid it on the apron. But he was kind of a non-factor for a while. They didn't actually get the elimination on him. Oh. Uh, so it's C- Cena, Michaels, and Jericho. Uh, and then Edge enters. And uh, this is definitely what the match needed. Uh, the right entrant for him, too. It's almost like they knew the crowd was going to be in a lull here. Big star, big pop, good booking. Although I will say, after eight months off, Edge looked a lot like Chucky Taylor from the Best Friends in AEW. He did not look in ring shape at all. He was flabby. He had, like, like little, little itty bitty titties like starting to pop up. Like he was not, he did not look mm-hmm, in good mm-hmm. shape at all. And if you notice, like at the end of the match, since you already spoiled it, asshole. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, Maybe yeah, I was it's lying. Not like, it's not like it's 10 years old. Um, yeah. But at the end of the match, when he actually wins, like every single time they close up to his face, like they're, they're like, they're like showing him like torso up and they like just close up to his, cause you can see like the little, like, kind of love handles like over his tights and it's like yeah. dude you're just he just wasn't prepared to be in that position um but yeah next in at 30 was batista uh and it's just pretty much main event guys now uh batista gets the elimination on hba hbk and the crowd was bummed you could feel the air suck out of the place yeah i was bummed um but yeah man it was good stuff and it was good writing it made sense uh with with it, kind of the semi sean heel turn uh, putting his career on the line. It all made sense, so the booking was good. Um, yeah, then Cena eliminates Batista, uh, and then Edge nails Cena to win the Rumble. Uh, and, man, I really liked this whole match. Great action, great booking for multiple guys, like a lot. I'd say roughly half of the guys in here. That's 15 wrestlers that were way better off from being in this match. And I don't think anybody was any – even like the – even like Zack Ryder wasn't damaged by this match. So it's like – that's an ultimate win-win. Three and a half stars for me. Solid B plus. What was your overall view? What was your overall grade on that one again? Yeah, I was about a B to a B plus. I hate to agree with you, Daniel. I hate to agree with you, but, but here we are. I liked it more than I like ninety. And guess what? I like the whole pay-per-view more than I like ninety. Even though, yeah. you know, you start off that nineteen nineties pay-per-view, Vince McMahon, nostalgia feel. Oh, yeah. you got that. You got Vince McMahon. Blah, blah, blah. What am I now? And he's naming off Five everybody. All over again, yeah. He's naming everybody, even the red freaking rooster. And it seems like, wow, everybody I ever loved is on this show, from Sean to Hogan to Macho to everybody. But when it's all said and done, they left the good stuff for the Rumble. And the Rumble was good, but not great. And everything before it could not get the job done. 2010. They had good stuff leading up to the Rumble. You had Taker versus Ray to have a great match and steal the show up to that point um, with that World of Way title match. I gave that match a B. Then you get to the B-plus for a Rumble. This has to go hands down to 2010, which I'm surprised by, and I think we'd both agree. Yeah, I agree. 2010. 2010 is the show. It easily wins this kayfabe comparison. And you know this is my favorite part of the show. Mm. We get to talk about what's coming up next. I know we haven't said it enough, but there is a format change coming. And guys, this is it, though. Next week, drum roll. Let's get it going. The anniversary show. The one-year anniversary of kayfabe comparisons. Me and this cagey-ass Cass Lush have been doing this for a damn one trip around the sun. Cass, can you believe it, dude? It's been a year we've been doing this. All I gotta say is, let me get a good one. 
Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. And since we did change the schedule a little bit, it's and because I got so hyped, uh, but you'll you'll hear it in the previous episode, the one that dropped today. We did change the schedule. Uh, we're not. You know, we're gonna hold off on the Royal Rumble 2000 show because we we know you guys love our our direct hey you know, current versus current. Uh, and I got I love the uh, the takeovers the Cardiff show so much that I really wanted to do the NXT Worlds Collide, which is essentially their takeover uh, on Saturday versus WWE Royal Rumble 2020. I know we flirted with the idea of having some guests on for anniversary show, but you know what? It's been a year, and we've yeah. been together, and I feel like there's there's some sentimental, there's some romance between yeah, us, and I feel like, you know, we need to have a little candlelight dinner. I don't want to have friends over. I just want it to be you and me, okay? So, like, I've decided to not have don't guests get me excited right on this show. I know, he just, he blushes, blushing over there. You can't don't see it, get me going. KG Cass is turning, turning crimson red. Do um, not get me going. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but I'm excited because there, again, there is a format change coming. What? Uh, yeah, so the the show two weeks from today, two weeks from today will be our brand new format, and we're going to be giving you guys a true kayfabe comparison. Daniel, John Schaefer, Mr. Know-It-All himself will be giving you his top ten wrestlers of the decade, as well as the KG Cast Lush. I am sure there will be some real debates about that one. I am not giving him any hints, no texts about it, no nothing, uh, but I'm working on a good list and good reasons why that I feel like I will be able to you know, just shut him down when he tries to go, what? And do his regular KG casting. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, hey what? Hey, yeah. now. Yeah, so I'm really pumped about that one. It'll be the top 10 wrestlers of the decade. That's going to be on February 6th. On February 13th, uh, right in time for Valentine's Day season, we are going to bring you our nostalgia episode where we are going to cover the Royal Rumble from 2000. That's a 20-year comparison. This is one of my favorite Royal Rumbles. It's easily in my top five. Uh, especially for the main event. It's Cactus Jack versus Triple H in a street fight. Uh, it's a phenomenal match. Like, honestly, this was the match to me that, that took uh, Triple H uh, from being a mid-card guy in my mind. Even though he'd already won the title a few times, in my mind he was still kind of a mid-carder until this match happened. Uh, and I was like, nice. yeah, okay, he's he's a main event guy. This dude is for real. Um, and that's, that's going to be on uh, February the 13th. On February the 20th, wrapping up one month out of content for us, it's going to be our pop culture episode, and it's going to be cover. What's well, kind of? It's kind of a pop culture episode, but it's still like wrestling content because it's the top wrestling video games of all time. So call on all my nerds. Be in to t- be sure to tune in on that one. Set your oh, yeah. calendars. February 20th. We're definitely going to be talking about the best wrestling games we've ever played. We're probably going to talk about some stinkers, too, that absolutely sucked. Um, that's always going to be fun. Man, I'm super ready for the format change cast. I am super pumped to drop a double episode today. I'm glad you guys really uh, got to get both content. Sorry we were a week late on one of them, but you know what? When we, when we miss out one show, we deliver two for you, uh, the, you the, the following week. So. Don't say we never did anything. It's, like, it's you. like what you do with medication, right? If you don't take one, you take two. No, yeah, good. man. Cass, how you feeling about this upcoming schedule, baby? Oh, I'm excited. We're all nerds anyway. Whoa, I just dropped something. We're all nerds anyway, so I can't wait for that uh, quote-unquote pop culture episode. We get to talk about my, my other love video games. I've never seen uh, Royal Rumble 2000, so I'm excited about that. Man. We've got some good ones coming up. I can't wait. We do have and some good ones coming up. And do not forget, it's next week, dude. Next week is the anniversary show. That's it. I am so, so excited about that. Yeah. But that's going to wrap it up, up for us today, boys and girls. 
My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer. He is the cagey, like really sassy-ass Cass Lush today. Hey now. Be sure to follow us on our socials at kfabecom, K-A-Y-F-A-B-E-C-O-M. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that follow button. Give us a five-star review. Be sure to tell all your friends. We are out. Peace. Peace.